0: What's up, everybody? My name is Sid, and I've teamed up with the big homie Reg to bring y'all something new. Something we like to call Beyond the Scoreboard. Y'all be sure to review, rate, and subscribe. Let's get to it. Welcome back to Beyond the Scoreboard, where every 25-point lead is safe. As always, I'm Sid. What's going on, Reg? Hey,
1: another day, Sid. Ready to get it, baby who that football is upon us.
0: We have finally reached uh, week one of the NFL season. We finally got football this week. Um, Chiefs-Lions kicking off on Thursday night and starting what hopes to be a very good football season, especially for our New Orleans Saints. Um, As always, that's where we're going to start. We're going to get into... uh, The New Orleans Saints, the roster cuts that had to come last week, I know um, we ended up putting out our episode the day before uh, roster cuts, so we didn't get to touch on that. And uh, the Saints actually released a depth chart for this upcoming game against uh, the Tennessee Titans, so we're going to go ahead and jump into that too. But let's start with the cuts. I mean, was there any real surprises that came with the cuts that were made last week or with... I mean, the guys that got parted away with, because it wasn't only cuts, it was trades as well.
1: Right. I mean, it wasn't no surprises uh, to me. Uh, Jalen Smith was the one that kind of caught me off guard. But then when you understood, you know, the reason why they let him go, knowing that there was yeah. going to be, you know, the option to bring him back once, you know, medically, he, he gets cleared. Um, that all made sense. And, you know, of course, we was able to to retain him. So. Uh, it's all it's all good over here. I didn't see anyone that got cut that I kind of felt should have made the team.
0: Got you. I um, I was surprised by Blake Gillikin being uh moved on. Or yeah, he got cut, getting cut. I was surprised by Will Les being traded. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Not saying I disagreed with it, like it was, you know, yeah. a move to make. And I I am not saying it was the wrong move, but it did catch me off guard. The Bradley Robey cut, that that shocked me. Oh, that I'm surprised
1: sorry. Me. Yeah, that that one definitely yeah. got me. My fault. I kind of forgot about Bradley Roby already.
0: Especially being that he hasn't signed with anybody else. So uh that one was a head scratcher for sure. Um, but besides that, I think everything else, uh, I was I was shocked at the lack of uh, interest that the Saints had in other veterans who got you know released from other teams and stuff like that. Like they pretty much stuck with everything that they had in house. Um, that was kind of surprising to me. Um, but that was it. Like really, it was. Uh, besides that, besides the special teams things and and Bradley Roby, everything else was about what we expected it to be. It's going to be interesting to see um, the slot corner position going forward and, and how yeah, they yeah. attack that. Um, but, yeah, uh, I mean, like I said, the rest of the roster filled out just about as we thought it would. Yep. Yeah. Um, looking at the depth chart and how they have it set up going into this Sunday's game, what were your thoughts about that, if any?
1: Once again, no no shockers. Uh Michael Thomas, you know, healthy. So of course he's gonna be out there. You got Chris Olave, um, Taysom Hill, if you wanna, you know, throw that up there. You know, they moved him as the quarterback, but we already know what we're gonna get from Taysom Hill and this whatever's needed. You know, I don't even really care about a position for Taysom Hill at this point. But I mean everything else, you know, was the same. We we didn't expect Andrews to for uh, to Andrews Pete to start. For most of uh, the camp and preseason and whatnot, we we heard all the concerns and rumors out there about you know the possibility of him not starting. So I mean, at this point, it was just you know basic New Orleans you know uh, lineups. At this point, it was it was no shockers
0: to me. And that's the only surprise to me, honestly, is the fact that Andrew Pete, and James Hurst still haven't been figured out yet. Obviously, right. uh them, them still having Andrew Pete or James Hurst and starting left guard. That was the only shocker to me was that they, you know, I mean, we didn't went through a whole preseason at this yeah. point. I think it's time to have that, have that one figured out. Um, yeah. But, I but to me, it kind of says them. that, and I don't think they, I think, I think Andrew, I think they do have figured figure. I think Andrew Pete is the starter. I think right. they're just saying if he's not healthy enough, then it will be James yeah. Hurst. Um, which I mean for my money, just go ahead and put Andrews feet up there then. Just just <laughs> let it be that. But everything else was like I say, it's, it's what we expected it to be. Um Marshawn Lattimore is healthy, he's back at practice, like so injury wise we're we're looking good going into this game. Uh, as long as nothing crazy happens between now and Sunday. Uh we look like we're gonna be What we expect to be going into this season, unlike last year, last year we had a couple position groups who never we never saw who those traditional starters were supposed to be even play together. So it looks like we're going to be able to go into the season with the guys that we expected to be, you know, our starters. So that's that's a plus. That's huge.
1: Absolutely. It's crazy how much a year makes, man. Last year we didn't even get the secondary play together like you touched on the previous Uh episode. And now you fast forward to this season, we had so many good players even in camp that we couldn't even keep all the guys in the secondary. Yeah. Um, so what what a difference a year makes.
0: 100 um, percent. So before we jump into the game that we actually have to play this Sunday, which feels good to say, uh, before we actually so jump good. into that.
1: You you talked <laughs> about Thursday night football and I was classic. <laughs> on the inside. <laughs>
0: Uh before we get to that, there was uh a weekend of good college football that got played. Um, something we don't, you know, dive into too hard often, but this was a a really good week of college football. I know you were uh checked into it, you know, uh in a way that you aren't usually. Uh so what did you take just from from the college football weekend?
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm a rookie when it comes to college, man. But <laughs> I tell you what, I won't be missing any more college football games. Uh <laughs> especially with prime time on the sideline, man. So, yeah, uh, it it was good to to see these kids, man, and see what the hype was about. And I brought in, uh, we talked about it a little bit offline, how, you know, just seeing the kids out there, man, in the atmosphere, creating the atmosphere. I mean, they out there eight, nine o'clock in the morning with it. (laughs) They turned ready. Uh, So, yeah, it it was good, man. Uh, Colorado put on a good show. Uh, It was good to see them uh, come out with a win. I got to see the number one receiver slash corner which is still amazing to me in the nation <laughs> one guy representing both uh both positions that was crazy but uh he lived up to the hype man so i'm definitely gonna be turned in saturday
0: 100 percent, man and, and one of the biggest things one of the things i've been biggest on going into this college football season is not buying into the hype. not because i don't think that deon sanders is good at what he does or that Colorado can't be a good football program. I just think that, like with most sports and, and most organizations' turnover, there's going to be uh, a time period to actually turn things around, and I don't see it being any differently for Colorado State. Uh, they went out there, I mean Colorado, not Colorado State. For Colorado, they went out there and they played a hell of a game against TCU, Um, We know what the defenses in their conference look like. And so (laughs) points were being I mean, and even with that, I didn't necessarily expect Colorado to go out there and put up the points that they put up. They looked really good on offense. Um, They they are well coached for sure. Um, But my biggest thing with them, especially um, not playing in the Big 12, they playing in the Pac-12. Uh, they're small. They're small up front on both sides Very. of the football, and that's Very. I think that's going to be the thing that hurts them the most going uh, throughout this season. But I'm glad Prime was able to go out there and get a win to start his tenure in Colorado, um, and it gives them another week to to be boastful and and be super confident and you know right. and, and move the way he wants to move. But the losses will come, and then that's when we'll know exactly what it is uh that team is really about um there was a lot and i mean off of that win they moved into the top 25 so that's 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 a great thing to get off of your first right. game too yeah um there were a lot of te- well, not a lot i want to say with three top 10 teams that ended up losing this week you had clemson lose last night which was monday night to duke um, which didn't shock me that much. Uh, I did expect Clemson to win, but when I saw that loss, i was like, yeah, that seems about right. Uh, you had LSU lose to Florida State. Florida State just took off on the boys. They, they, really <laughs> they LSU. They didn't take off
1: on them. LSU was the it took off from from the from kickoff. They just beat themselves in
0: the season. Yeah, and and they took off to the tune of seventeen points and didn't score again like that's the thing like like once once Florida State got momentum it was over with like i don't and once again the uh, uh what's uh, i can't even think of his name right now the quarterback for LSU he's been great he is a special he's he's decent i at, at yeah. best um right. like i say he he had a good second half of the season last year but once again, that could have been just because of – I mean, not because of, but in part of that is probably the fact that they had already lost some games and that the pressure and the expectations had been alleviated off of him, and maybe that's just what it was. This was too yeah. big of a, a stage for the kid.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, I just know I remember looking back at that game, man, and I'm like – it was like 7-7 or something like that. I'm like, LSU can literally have 28 points here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. halftime, you know, uh yeah. stop twice on fourth down I, in the reds.
0: i am going to say off the first drive, you know, yeah. they go, they march right down the field and then come out of that with nothing.
1: Yeah. And like you said, I believe is uh Jalen Daniels, I believe is the quarterback fellas. Yeah, Jalen Daniels, yeah. Like you said, you just got got some growing to got some growing to do. But I could tell after just one week of college football, man, these teams are made just like an NFL, you made off your quarterback.
0: Yeah, one hundred percent. You you got Sanders doing what he did. You got uh Bo Nix put on a show for Oregon. Which every time okay. I see Bo Nix, I'm trying to figure out why he's still in college or how he's still in college, but he's still playing <laughs> somehow. How, how old he is he? <laughs> God, dude has got to be thirty, like at least Bo Nix, at least thirty. Come on, bruh. <laughs> and then you got uh you got Caleb Williams, you know, trying to go back to back with his Heisman campaign. So. Uh yeah, quarterbacks definitely definitely uh run the show. Just like like you said, just like in the NFL. Yeah, I can't wait um, to until
1: next week. Ain't gonna lie.
0: Yeah. Uh what we got. We got U- USC play Stanford. Uh, the other big game is Alabama and Texas. That's that's gonna be a big one. Uh Texas actually uh they played last year. Texas lost twenty to nineteen. I don't expect that okay. to be that close of a game this week, I think uh, Nick Saban gonna have a point to prove based off of that one, but
1: yeah, well, <laughs> really cool.
0: yeah exactly. I don't think it's gonna quite go that way again. Um, but yeah, just really wanted to touch on, you know, the the college football in general um, before we dove into the NFL. But here we go, week one, week one in the Superdome, Tennessee Titans against the New Orleans Saints. Um, I look today, we were what three-point favorites in this game. Um, Once again, no real health concerns on our side. I haven't seen anything reported. Uh, Well, injury reports will really start coming out tomorrow, so we'll actually see what's going on with these teams. But to my knowledge, Tennessee isn't dealing with anything severe except for Caleb Caleb Farley. I know he out the first four weeks, they put him on IR. Um, But besides that, we're looking at two... Uh, Two pretty healthy teams. So, what is it that you, what are you looking for going into this game, and what are you expecting?
1: Now the show starts. Sid. let me tell you (laughs) something. I've been trying to hold it back all preseason, all camp, um, all offseason. Right? Yeah. I think the New Orleans Saints going to be special, man. I really do think we're going to have a special year. I'm in Texas. I'm in Texas, so maybe I'm starting to feel a little of that air that these cowboy fans feel. <laughs> and uh, every year is their year, but yeah. I do think we got a chance here, man, to make a run. Um, and not diving too deep into our our season as a whole, just focusing on the on the Titans. Right? Uh, you look at the Titans. The Titans were one of the best run stopping teams in football last season. They were exceptional at stopping the run. However, for them, they were pretty hard boys stopping the pass. I don't think this is a game where the Saints are going to try to run it down their throat. It's going to be, you know, get used to the playbook, get used to the calls, the adjustments, uh, get the ball out your hands quick, spread the welt. Uh, I think this is one of the best situations that Derek Carr could ask for as being a new starting quarterback for the New Orleans Saints. Um, you got a team like we just spoke about. They're not that deep. They got a, one of the best safeties in football, but outside of that, they're not that deep in the secondary. Uh, they do have yeah. another hog up front on the on the D line. We we have had issues protecting the middle, the interior of our you know offensive line at times. Uh, but I think overall, this is one of the better matchups for Derek Carr, uh, welcoming him to to this starting role as our quarterback moving forward. Uh, he has all his weapons healthy. Uh, I really cannot see a way that the Titans' defense can contain us offensively. Uh, I think the Saints score 30 points or more, um, and I just think overall we play great. Now, we know we won't have Elvin Kamara, but I just think this won't be a game that we miss him too much.
0: Yeah, and uh, the biggest thing, of course, is going to be uh, stopping the run, I guess. That's it. That's going to be the thing. For us, because that's, that's what drives you know that Tennessee offense, it's all going to be based off upon what they get from uh Derrick Henry in a run game. Um, which once again, no question about it. it, is it starts and it starts and stops with Derrick Henry. Um, Ryan Tannehill is one of those quarterbacks who I always say he's going to be what well, he is as good as whatever is around him. Um, he's got you know, you got Derrick Henry, you got Tajay Spears now, a rookie, who's going to be involved uh, more so in a passing game out of the backfield. Uh, you add the eight, Hopkins, and you bet on Trey uh being better in his sophomore season, uh, which players usually are better in their sophomore season. Um, Tight end is a big question mark for them. Honestly, the offensive line is a question mark this season, too. It really is. Mm-hmm. Like you talk about on defense, yeah, they got Jeffrey Simmons, uh you got Harold Mandry over there. You got some guys in that front seven that's that's to be worried about, but that secondary outside of uh Kevin Byard. Uh with no Caleb Farley there. That's that's mm-hmm. not uh it's nothing to really be feared in that secondary. So yeah, no. um I think that this will be uh uh a heavy passing game for Derek Carr. I think uh he, yeah, I think he throws uh 30-plus times in this game. I see uh Yeah, I, I, I think it's a, like I said, it's a good passing game for him too. Like He, he should have some success against the team. Like you say, it's going to be a spreading of the wealth. You know, Michael Thomas should be able to get off. Chris Olave should be able to get off. You should be able to get the ball into Jawan Johnson's hand and into Jamal Williams and Kendrick Miller's hands out the backfield. Um, like I say, even if uh, Yeah. Uh, Even if Derrick Henry is able to to be successful on the ground, I don't I don't see a way to where they could keep up point wise. I think our defense would still end up being able to make more stops than they would against Derrick Carr uh, and the talent that we're putting out there on offense come Sunday. Um, I'm thinking. Well, three. I would definitely I – th- I definitely think we win by more than a field goal. Uh, I would probably say 31-17. Uh, I think, like I said, I think Derrick Henry – there's no completely stopping him. So he's going to get them into some positions to where they're able to to get into field goal range or, you know, get a get a touchdown here or there. So, yeah, I, I'll go 31-17, 14-point game. Uh, even if that's giving up a touchdown late, maybe it's thirty-one ten. They go score late. Um, yeah, I, th- I think that's what I see for this one.
1: I'm going thirty-one uh, twenty. I think uh, we hold Derrick Henry under hundred yards rushing. Um, he has a decent game, but I don't think it's nothing. You know, of course, to brag about anything like that. Uh, with, with Derrick yeah. Henry, is going to come down to what can we can we can we keep him in check in the second half. You know, once he gets loose, once he start warming up, can we continue to make contact at the line of scrimmage after only picking up a yard or two? He can't. He can't get rolling. You know, uh, the Mario Davis is going to be there. Pete Warner, I believe, is going to have another phenomenal season like he was having prior yeah. to the injury. Uh, it's going. The Saints is going to be looking to re- to redeem themselves. You know, this was a team that that laid their hat on finishing top ten and stopping the run, and then last year we kind of you know dive down in the rankings to where we're kind of what. 20th or something like that. Yeah. Run defense last year. So, I mean, they got a lot to prove 28th. I think we were
0: were way down there. Yeah.
1: So, uh, you know, they're going to be looking, you know, for, for a little revenge season on defense as well. All the key components are still there. So I don't see why it wouldn't be, uh, you know, anything less of turning the ship around and getting back inside the top 10.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, the only thing, if Tennessee was to win this game, uh, like I like to do this every week too. If Tennessee was able to win this game, what what would have had to have happened?
1: Uh, two things: we turned the ball over on offense, and Derrick Henry abused us in the run, which allows them to open up play action more.
0: Yeah, and that's my biggest thing, I think, and not just play, just not just them opening up play action, just because because I'm not worried about Amari Shand or DeAndre Hopkins matchup. I'm not worried about Traylon Burks against Paoston Adebo. What I'm worried about is they do have a tight end that they like. I can't think of his name. I know it's a it's a weird one, so I probably couldn't pronounce it anyway. But uh, my my concern would be him being able to uh, penetrate the middle of our defense, which over the years we've shown at times to struggle with tight ends being able to to really get uh, in the middle of that defense. Uh, even last year, man, I can't remember who it was. But there was a tight end who we threw four guys at. at was it Darren Waller? I think it was yeah, Darren I Waller. That, I
1: think that was the year yeah. before
0: last Okay, so the year before last year. Cause that I because I think Wilson McCullough was still on the team. I think Michael Jenkins was still on the team at that time. Yeah. And he tried to. He tried the Mario Davis tried. Everybody, everybody tried. tried. Yeah, everybody Ed, tried. Couldn't do anything with the guy. Yeah. Um, So I think it would have to be something like that, like the tight end position or a slot receiver that we don't know about ends up going in there and wins his matchup to a point to where they're moving the, the ball down the field effectively. And like you said, turnovers, Uh turnover the penalties. Uh, even in the preseason, we saw some times where penalties were still piling up on us. Um, not necessarily the the first team, which is good. They, it usually came, you know, when the second or third team was out there, but, Penalties are something that's haunted us over the past few years as well. Uh, so if we can, we can, we can keep from permit uh, allowing stupid penalties to put us in bad positions. Because uh, if we can't, then that's yeah, that that's definitely something that could hurt us and have us in a closer game than than we should be.
1: Yeah, I don't think we're gonna see too too many uh, flags thrown on in our way on defense this uh, this Sunday. Uh, normally, you know that's what the faster players that you got to kind of account for running by you and getting on top of you, Tennessee don't have a whole lot of that um and plus they they hold offenses to get rid of the ball quick, you know, so like I said, I think if we can contain Derrick Henry as long as he not doing what he uh uh annually do to the Texans, <laughs> uh which is go <laughs> so crazy every year, uh you know as long as he's not doing that, I think we could.
0: yeah, All right. so we see that one about the same um so let's look at thursday night football let's look at the game that kicks this all off which is the defending champs the kansas city chiefs hosting the detroit lions um the chiefs are well when i looked the chiefs are six and a half point favorites um since then we got the news about travis kelsey um doesn't seem like he tore his acl which I didn't even think was was uh, something they were worried about when they initially reported it, but then they showed that that was a, a fear of theirs, but uh, he hyperextended his leg, and uh, they're saying at most one to two weeks, most likely. Uh, but that throws Thursday uh, up in the air for him, whether he's playing or not. Um, <clears throat> I'm sure that changes the line a good bit, because once again, you're talking about the second-best player on that team, um, mm-hmm. and you already – <clears throat> and you're already looking at Chris Jones not playing. Chris Jones won't be there. He's he's dealing with his holdout. Um, but uh, so how do you see this one playing out?
1: So like we spoke about uh, a little early offline, you know, Travis Kelsey is the only guy to me that Kansas City is not comfortable moving for, obviously Patrick Mahomes. But, you know, Travis Kelsey is, you know, the only piece on offense you say, you know, we can live without him. Uh, so... Everybody's going to have to pick up the pick up the slack. There's not going to be mm-hmm. one guy who you can insert or say, "All right, we're going to him more," or whatever the case is. It was it was plain and simple when you play Kansas City. You couldn't play man to man defense uh, against them because one, Travis Kelsey's going with his matchup. Two, Patrick Mahomes is going to wait for everybody to turn their back and take off running. You know, he, he they do it time after time. He's not looking nowhere else. There's no more Tyreek Hill here. Travis Kelsey is the guy. You go, man. He's getting the he's getting the football. Uh but with him not being on the field, right? Now you have you have the ex guys to step up. You know, they're saying Scott Moore's supposed to have a big year. We're hearing everything about Tony, uh positive besides the injuries. They they're gonna have to wait to figure it out. Maybe Pacheco get more opportunities to catch the ball out of the backfield, something that he's been very limited in his short, you know, career with the Kansas City Chiefs. We just um, why
0: well, they brought in Jared McKinnon. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So someone's gonna have to pick up the slack. I mean, Travis Kelsey gets upwards to 15 10 15 targets a game uh at times so i mean someone's going to have to have to figure it out but uh andy Reid and patrick mahomes between those two uh, i expect them to still get the job done um detroit is a team that i secretly root for (laughs) anybody that take our uh you know any one of our offensive coordinators or staffing you know a part of our staffing team uh from new orleans i kind of you know root for them you want them to do well um they have all the pieces offensively defensively they're still getting there i think they will be even more competitive than what they were last season Um, i just think kansas city is a big hurdle to get over opening week um i'm taking kansas city to win and i'm also taking KC to cover
0: so i so the thing about the travis kelsey injury um I think that Tyreek, I mean, I think that Patrick Mahomes proved a lot last year um, when it came to him being willing to get other guys involved. Okay, no Tyreek Hill here. Okay, who do I have out there? I'm going to use whoever out there. And, of course, the only, you know, the constant was Travis Kessler. You still got the best tight end in the league. Um... <clears throat> but people were questioning, even with Travis Kelsey, if if Patrick Mahomes would be able to look the same without Tyreek Hill, I think he took that up as a challenge and he proved to us that that wasn't an issue. Um, I think the same is going to be for Travis Kelsey. Yeah, having the best time in the game is nice, but I think Patrick Mahomes is going to go out there and he's going to make Sky Moore and uh, MVS and uh, Kadarius Tony and uh, what's the white boy? Uh, Justin Watson, I think gotcha. is his name. Um, and and uh, the, another thing about them too, like even last year, I think they had three other tight, no two. Three. Yeah, they had three other tight ends not had not named Travis Kelsey score in multiple in different games last year. So it's not like these aren't guys that have it that don't get any uh, play time or that Patrick Mahomes isn't familiar with. Like I have all the confidence in the world for no Gray to go out there and see seven to eight targets come down with five for 50 yards and a touchdown. And that's plenty. You know, like I say, once again, having Travis Kelsey is great, you know, but I think that the the guys that are behind him, even in his position, are still capable receivers uh, in that offense. But, yeah, like you say, Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, they're going to figure it out. They're going to get all these other guys involved. Um, I like Detroit's offense. I like their defense better than I did last year, especially their secondary. Um, I think that this is a high, a pretty high scoring game. I think both of these teams see 30 points. Um, I'm going to take Kansas City. Uh, I'm going to take Kansas City. I don't think they win by a touchdown. Uh, I'll say 35 to 31 they end up winning this game.
1: So a lot of, a lot of NFL fans in general, um, I think we sleep on Kansas City defense, and I know a their defense because he is their defense chris jones uh (laughs) yeah he won't he won't he he's not playing uh, yeah yeah, he's not playing but uh still yet as a whole kansas city defense i believe was much better last year than what we really paid attention to of course patrick mahomes you know is going to get the coverage travis kelsey andy Reid, you know that's that's who you know Mm -hmm. folks are coming to see they're the face of that organization and they deserve all the credit and praise they get but that defense played better than what most people did realize last season. Um, and if you look at it, it was the complete opposite for Detroit. They gave up a lot of passing yards. Um, yeah. you know, they wasn't horrible at, at stopping the run, but they wasn't great at defending it neither. But uh, like you said, they for sure ended up their secondary this offseason. And I do think that they're going to be even better defensively. I uh, just think <laughs> a, the, this challenge just came to them a little too soon, I believe.
0: And that's my thing, too. Like, Kansas – I can't say that Kansas City improved at all on defense. Oh, absolutely. I can't. Like, oh, but Detroit, really? for sure, they improved. And then you're absolutely. talking about the second you have Aiden Hutchison. Absolutely. Um, they drafted a, a linebacker that they're very confident and They added Mike Hughes and uh, mm-hmm. another corner uh, in the second. They added C.J. Garner-Johnson. Like, they I, – I think that their defense is, is very much improved. Um, mm-hmm. But I, th- I think he's playing, though. I think he's going to play i don't think he's out i don't think he's been moved out yeah i thought i'm gonna because not not Um, only him but uh
1: brian branch too, the safety from Bama. i thought he was out as well
0: he may be and that doesn't that doesn't move the needle for me well i'm just saying you don't have have either that's too pretty i mean he wasn't i i mean i mean but uh brian branch wasn't gonna be starting Nah, he's uh, he
1: but I'm just saying that's another another safety that you don't have when you depth chart.
0: Yeah, I think I think going to play. Um, I mean, once again, we get uh, actual injury reports tomorrow, but yeah, I think I think I think he's going to be good to go. <clears throat> um but yeah, so I I think I think I have more belief in Detroit's defense than I do Kansas City's and it's just because um I see the upgrades. I, I've seen it. Like I, The Chiefs got worse if just off of Chris Jones not being there alone. Uh, mm-hmm. They're a worse defense. Um, once again, I still – like, and they still have guys who I love on their defense. Cornerback uh, Darius Sneed. They got Nick Bolton in the middle of their defense. They have really good players. Um, I do think Detroit's defense is better. But once again, for one, it's hard to beat Super Bowl champs uh, on open night. Uh, that's a, a tough task to do, especially when they have the best quarterback in the league. Um, but I think I think Detroit's gonna once again Detroit had a top five offense for a lot of last season. I can't remember if they finished with that, but they had a top five offense uh for a lot mm-hmm. of last season. Amara St. Brown is the real deal. Uh gotcha. Jameer Gibbs is somebody that they're going to use in every aspect of their game and he's gonna be mm-hmm. good. Uh the offensive line is one of the best in the league. Uh they're going to have success moving the football against right. Kansas City
1: it, so. it just comes it just comes down to can they score touchdowns Kansas City defense is going to play it slow like they always do keep everything in front of them don't give up nothing cheap nothing deep give the offense a chance to win the game make team settles for three the Lions were one of the best teams last year settling for three not being able to uh score in the red zone when it came down to passing the football Jamal Williams got a lot of
0: well, Jamal, Jamal Williams, you didn't need to pass the football touchdown. if you got Jamal Williams going 20 them. Yeah. We saw, <laughs> we
1: saw, we saw the Lions lose a bunch when they were 10 yards and seven yards away and they couldn't run the ball in and they was forced to throw the football into the end zone. That's when we saw the downside of the Detroit Lions and Jared Goff. So I'm just saying you removed Jamal Williams away and now you're asking Jared Goff to throw the ball more because now he, he's expected to throw the ball more uh in the red zone i would think uh um, yeah i wouldn't think that david montgomery is a, a,
0: a very serviceable running back especially ser- um, ser- within the in, within the red zone and then you got jermaine gibbs who's going to be able to run in between the tackles but also
1: he's be a receiving back out of now. the back out of the back yeah absolutely but even if jamal williams was still there this year i would not expect him to have as good as a year he had in the red zone so me I was 20 still- touchdowns yeah. is ridiculous
0: it's, to expect from right. anybody yeah
1: Right. So I would still be on a decline as their offense in the red zone as a whole. I believe when, you know, they're 50, 40 yards out they're with the best of the best. You spoke about that good young offensive line, uh, give Jerry golf all day, you know, and golf was pretty good last season, but until he can prove me wrong in the red zone, especially against Kansas city. I just think, like I said, if they was to play Kansas city in the middle of, of this season, maybe I'd be more on Detroit's side saying, yeah, they, they can cover. But I just think it's a little quick too soon.
0: Yeah, and I think they're going to to prove you wrong on that immediately. Like I said, I got them scoring 30 points in this game. I think Amara St. Yeah, Brown is, there, is definitely going to be their go-to in the red zone this year. I think he scores two touchdowns this game. Just going, you know, we're gonna put it up there for you go get it. Like, and I think he's gonna be able to do that. But I mean, we see it pretty much I mean we we both have oh, Kansas City same, winning. Yeah. I just think it's gonna be a really good game, and I think it's gonna be an offensive game too. So
1: What did you give a score for this game? Uh
0: 35, 31.
1: I'm going 37. I, think I, I I really want to say that Kansas City put up 40 on opening night. I'm like so
0: close to <laughs> So close no to Sam, Kelsey, 40 points. Even without Kelsey, they go out there and get 40 going,
1: Because it's going to be a shootout. It's not going to be a
0: low score yeah.
1: game. Yeah. Um, for sure. Man, I want to say 40 so bad. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I can't say 40. I got him winning by seven. <laughs> I got him winning, winning by seven. We got him winning by seven.
0: Uh, so Sunday, I think this is yeah, this is a, a evening and this is a three o'clock game. Uh, we got the Dolphins traveling to LA to take on the Chargers. Uh, man, it's been a big season for a big off season for Miami, but it's really Very been me. it's really been you know surrounded about the health of Tua mm-hmm. and you know what he's been able to do to try to combat some of his injury woes and stay healthy going forward. And I know one of the big things that he took on was just learning how to fall better, which sounds crazy, but it's, it's real simple. And it's something that seems like it's going to be a benefit to him is just learning how to, how to fall better. Um, But uh, Miami last year with Tua under center was a, a phenomenal team. And some of that is because of the schedule, uh, people like to point to the schedule that they faced early on versus what they faced later in the season. But I am of the belief that if, if Tua is at quarterback for this team, then the the sky is the limit for them if he's healthy and can go out there and play. Uh, on the other side of that, you got the Chargers who ended up uh, going out in the wild card last year after giving up mm-hmm. a huge lead to Jacksonville Jaguars. Um who somehow retained their head coach and Brandon Staley for whatever reason, (laughs) Uh, fired the offensive coordinator, which was Joe Lombardi replaced him with Kellen Moore, uh, which I don't think anybody's going to argue that that's an upgrade. Um, Justin Herbert tour. They went in the same draft. They're always going to be compared to each other. Um, The Dolphins are also added Jalen Ramsey. We know his situation. He's going to be out for at least half of the season. Um, but what is it? Uh I mean the Chargers are returning a lot of a lot of people too. Um JC Jackson is healthy. He should be out there. Joey Bosa is starting off the year healthy. Um Derwin James is starting off the year healthy. Uh all of their key pieces, uh Kenyon Allen is healthy, Mike Williams is healthy. Health has been a big thing for the Chargers over the past few years, and of course every team deals with it. Um, but you hope that it's not too many or it's not your biggest guys. But right now, as of now, the only, you know, big injury between the, uh, and, uh, Jeff Wilson for the Dolphins, he's, he's, uh, he's out two for four weeks, Mm -hmm. uh, but they have Raheem Mostert, who's most likely going to take over the bulk of the carries for them. Um, so what is it that you see in this one?
1: I think they added someone else too, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Um, I mean, they got a, no, they got a rookie that they like, um, I think his last name is A-Chain or something like that. And then they got a dude uh, from last year uh, whose last name is um, Ahmed. Uh, but, yeah, I think I think Raheem Mostert will be I don't know their why I uh, they, the yeah, tough guy. I don't
1: know why I thought they signed better the veteran in the offseason. But uh, the Dolphins, so I just expect the Dolphins' defense to start off better this year than they did last year. It's almost mm-hmm. impossible for them to be as uh, bad as they were last year uh, within the first half of, of the season. Uh, the defense is not really bad. They just give up big plays. They have mental breakdowns and collapses in coverage that results in big plays and touchdowns. Uh, I don't yeah. think that we will see that early from the Dolphins, right? So if the Dolphins can stay on top of of their defense, they don't have to be as great as they were last year in the run. I think everyone blew that up when it came down to this defense i think they finished what second or they were definitely top five and run defense last year and run um, defense yeah and i don't think they have to be that again this year um the Chargers, they don't do a great job at running the ball austin nagli is no, mostly going to kill you out of the backfield uh, but overall i think the dolphins can. they won't be able to match them play for play for its big plays i do think the Chargers with better DBs. They still won't do anything ridiculous. Let's hope they don't do anything ridiculous uh, and give up uh, over the top with Waddle and Tyreek Hill. I think they'll play it more of a a patient game, kind of like uh, what I said that we would do with, with Tennessee, kind of keep everything in front of us or whatnot. Um, therefore, you'll limit the big plays. Uh, I do like both teams. I just find it kind of hard for me to trust the Chargers right now. I can't trust the Chargers until they prove me otherwise on paper yes they have all the talent they have the quarterback they have the running back they have the receivers but until they prove me wrong and take that step up uh, it's kind of hard for me to see the Chargers beating the top tier teams in the afc which that's what i that's why i hold the dolphins as one of those top tier AFC teams. Uh, you spoke on Tua earlier. A lot of people forgot, man, Tua was in that MVP conversation prior to the injury. Um, yeah. He didn't have the yards, but he had the touchdowns. Uh, a lot of people yeah. had him number one in MVP voting until the injuries. So I expect yeah. him to get right back to that form. Uh, I don't think they'll miss Jeff Wilson too much. You still have Robert said who's more capable of running the football, uh mixing with Tyreek Hill, which you're going to get from Jalen Waddle and others. I think that's going to be enough for uh, the Dolphins to to get the job done.
0: Um. So my biggest thing about Miami going into this is their biggest acquisition, which was Jalen Ramsey. We're not going to see, and I think that everything. My Biggest one. Their biggest acquisition. Who else did they acquire oh, this past? No, no, no.
1: I, your, my biggest concern. I'm saying that
0: was. I thought. Oh. It,
1: but. Uh, yeah, it's not Jalen Ramsey for me. That that's yeah, my
0: their their biggest their biggest addition is not there, and that's my biggest concern for them. Um, once again, you're talking about a receiving core of Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, and our rookie and Quentin Johnston, uh, who was phenomenal at TCU last year. Um, but when when Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are healthy, we know what those guys are. Um, you still have Xavier and Howard uh to mm-hmm. cover one of those guys. Uh and that's what we were looking at at Miami, mm-hmm. man. They might have the best cornerback duo in the league. Um, mm-hmm. you take away one of those guys and what's behind them. Um guy I've never heard of before is the answer. Like at this, they're starting uh Cater Kahu at, cor- at 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 the opposite corner of, of Xavier Howard. Uh and behind them are Cam Smith, which uh, I know who he is, but he's not somebody they want out there trying to cover Keenan Allen or Mike Williams and then Eli Apple, and we know we know what that is. Um, so, to me, the secondary is where – and once again, the, the Chargers are a team that's going to get out there and they want to pass. They're going to they gonna get – Keenan Allen going to get his targets. Mike Williams is going to get his targets. Austin Eckler is going to get his targets. And I'm quite sure they're going to get the rookie involved. They're not going to shy away from throwing the football. Um, And I wouldn't be shocked if they just pick on who the second corner is. Um, So then it turns around to, well, can Miami just match that firepower uh, that the Chargers are going to come out with? And I don't think they'll be able to uh, just because I think that the charge. I think that at this moment, the Chargers is the better defense. Now, when they get Jalen Ramsey back, Miami will probably have a better defense in my opinion. But at this moment, uh, with Joey Bosa, Derwin James, J.C. Jackson, uh, Austin, uh, Asante Samuel Jr., like, I, yeah, that's, that's a better defense to me. Like you said, I don't think that they're going to get beat over the top by Jalen Wilder or Tyreek Hill. They're going to make, you know, they're going to keep everything in front of them. Um, and I think that's going to be the difference in this game. I think Miami settles for more field goals than they, uh, than they would like to or that will be required in order to win this game. Um I still see it being pretty close. I don't I don't think the Chargers blow them out. Um man, I'll say I'll say twenty-eight twenty-one charges over Miami. What's the spread?
1: Three. Three.
0: Chargers favored by three.
1: Chargers favored by three. Yeah, oh. so it, it's crazy because I actually see the game playing out the same way, uh, just for opposite teams. I had the Chargers settling for more field goals uh, than what they would like to. Um, Once again, I touched on how great the Dolphins' run defense was, and I I don't think the Chargers is a team that you're fearing, you know, the run. Um, However, Mike Williams is an up-and-down receiver. Keenan Allen being healthy right now is everything because, to me, he's still one of the best route runners in football uh, when healthy. Uh, You spoke on them having... uh, uh Howard out Xavier and Howard out there and then after that nobody. Even in the beginning of last year, Xavier and Howard looked just like one of those nobodies until, you know, that halfway mark came and he kind of fouled his footing. Uh, they wasn't expecting to be without Byron Jones last season. And you know, we know he had some health issues and concerns uh that kind of mm-hmm. left them mm-hmm. one corner strong, but even Xavier and Howard wasn't holding his own. Uh, but being having him on Keenan Allen or choosing to double Keenan Allen with a less a corner and putting um uh and howard on mike williams however they like to however they would play it i think it would work out uh good enough to to win this ball game uh i don't see it being crazy high scoring as most people i do think the dolphins get the win uh, i would probably say 27 21 27 24 somewhere around there yeah. but I'm, I'm rolling with the dolphins
0: Okay, that's our first. That's, <laughs> that's the first one we done went opposite on, yeah? Okay. Uh, and I got 21 28. I... uh, And then Monday Night Football. Monday Night Football, we got the Buffalo Bills um, traveling to New York to take on the Jets, That the Aaron Rodgers Jets. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Brees Hall is set to play. David Cook is set to play. Um, once again, we're talking uh I, a lot of teams. Most teams are starting off pretty healthy this season, which is always good to see. Um, so we're not talking about any major injuries between either of these teams. Von Miller is still not available for Buffalo. Um, but outside of that, uh, I think everybody else is good to go. Um, Bills are favored by two and a half. Uh, the Jets. So this is one of the few teams who are hosting this this week that's not favored. Um. So what I you know got that? for this one?
1: I would actually think that they were favored by a couple more points than that. Like even if you would. In told two and, me, and a half. Yeah, if you would have yeah. told me it was six, I would have been like, okay, I can see it. Um. We made so it. the Aaron
0: Rodgers hype is real out, out there, there in new york <laughs>
1: everybody was kind of on him because he had a down year that's why i was expecting more of a six point favorite than, than just a two yeah. and a half. but uh this may be a game we see different too uh if you know anything about the bills josh allen does a lot for them like a whole lot they're extending mm-hmm. plays with his legs beating him and rushing at times uh possibly like you always say he may be the first player that can rush for a thousand and throw for five thousand I can honestly see that from Josh Adler one year, if not this year. Uh the Bills defense, right? Always tough, rugged. You can count on them to to stop the run, play the pass pretty good, always give their team a fighting chance, unless they're playing KC, it seems. Uh you know, always just one of them defenses that, you know, you can you can kind of count on. They take a major hit this season by losing Tremaine Evans, right? The signal call on defense. Mm-hmm. So you go against the Jets. who We know Aaron Rodgers has one of the sharpest minds in football. If not, the sharpest mind right now for its quarterback scope. What's between the ears. Um, so you're playing, you're playing against that. Aaron Rodgers is going to be out there to have his diva year, whatever you want to call it, his revenge year, his whatever year. You let go of me. Yeah. You're for me. Y'all said I was done. I think it's going to be a lot of that with Aaron Rodgers this year. So it's the open Monday night football against the Buffalo Bills. One of the best teams in the, not just in the AFC, the NFL as a whole, uh, put on the show with Josh Allen. He has all these new weapons. I just can't see where the jets can, can go wrong. Um, Not just against this game, but pretty much on the year. I'm, I'm one of the, you know, I'm, I believe in Aaron Rodgers. The Jets was not a bad, they wasn't a bad team last season. It's not Not like, you know, he backed up and went join, you know, the whoever's the the Carolina Panthers. He went to a team that was great on defense that had weapons offensively and they brought even more. So you just spoke about the running back depth chart situation. We know all the new weapons he had at the receiver position. I'm down, I'm down to ride with the Jets uh, in this one. Um, you said it was a two and a half favorite. I, I yeah. definitely would take that. I, I don't know why I was expecting it to be, just because I guess most people thought Edwin Rodgers was kind of on a decline after after the year he had. But yeah, I'm, I'm taking the Jets in this one. So I, I am taking
0: I'm taking Buffalo. Um and Buffalo? this is one of those, yeah, this is one of those that's pretty much a toss-up to me though. Like I'm not um I'm not oblivious to what the Jets were last year or to what Aaron Rodgers is. Aaron Rodgers, uh once again we're talking about a team who played great on defense and great on offense up until Brees Hall got hurt. Um and he meant so much to that offense because the quarterbacks were trash. Uh, and we're talking about a team that still ended up coming out of this thing with seven wins uh, right. between Zach Wilson, Joe Flacco, and Mike White. Um, Aaron Rodgers is a complete upgrade over that. He, uh, Alan Lazard, is an upgrade at number two wide receiver for them as well. Um, tight end uh, Tyler Conklin is there. Like, they, they're definitely weapons. The offensive line is still kind of shaky. Uh, Aaron Rodgers will make up for that a lot with what he's able to do in the pocket. Uh, he's not going to hold on to the ball uh, too long and, you know, get hit or anything like that. Um, so, yeah, the, uh, and we know with that defense, is. Sauce Garner, you brought him up. Uh, Quentin Williams on that D-line. Um, like, once again, this is this is a really good team. And then, like you say, you get Brees Hall back healthy. Not positive uh, if he's going to be uh, a little restricted week one or not. Um, I know Dalvin Cook is ready to go. He's going to be full go. Um, very talented team, no question about it. Uh, but Buffalo is too. Um, mm-hmm. They're rolling with James Cook this year. They had confidence in him last year, where he was stealing, you know, carries from. Um Devin Sing De- Devin Singletary and uh they had somebody inspected last year. Uh but they're gonna they're gonna give the ball off to James Cook this year. They got Damian Harris backing him up. Um Stefan Diggs, we know who he is. That's a top five guy. Um you got Gabe Davis who is very inconsistent. You never know what you're gonna get from him. Uh so I and they added um well, they added Deontay Hardy at receiver. Uh Dawson Knox we know what he is at tight end uh I thought they would add another you know kind of big name wide receiver I tried to at least it seemed like they did reach out to DeAndre Hopkins and guys like that but they ended up adding Dawson Kincaid who was somebody who they're not just going to use at tight end I think they're going to play him in the slot a lot I think he's going to get his opportunities as well um and um, once again, a good offensive line is Josh Allen, who can beat you with his arm and he can beat you with his legs. Uh, defensively, I mean, we know what they are defensively. They lost Tramaine Edmonds, uh, which sucks, but they still got Matt Milano. Matt Milano is going to read. You know, he's going to be the one who's out there identifying what he needs to identify. He he has it. He, he not worried about him at all. Uh, last last year, they was I think. Did they give the a weekend? I think they might have got a weekend where they started secondary last year, and that was it because they lost uh, uh Joyner. Uh, mm-hmm. they lost Joyner, and they lost uh, Micah Hyde. Like you lost both of those guys early, and now you know, and once again, Demar the Demar Hamlin thing happened. He was out there starting for them because of how how many injuries they had suffered in right. their secondary. Uh, now they're back healthy. Um. They corners that they were relying on rookie corners last year. Those guys are in their second years. They're, they're looking better. better too. Um, and you got, um, Tredavious white still over there. So like, uh, this is, this, this is not going to be a high scoring game. Honestly, not in my opinion. Um, I got Buffalo. I think they win by at least a field goal. Um, even if that's what it comes down to 24, 21, 21, 18, something like that. Um, a really good game. A lot of times we look at once again, when we talk about a toss up, we usually look at it and be like, okay, who's the better quarterback? Josh Allen is the better quarterback. So yeah, I'm rolling with I'm rolling with Buffalo in this one. Gotcha. That's the second
1: one we disagree on. And once again, see it very similar, just different teams.
0: Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh, but at least we we didn't all go. We didn't go chalk. We didn't have all the same picks on this <laughs> one. So that's, that's a good start to the season right there. Uh, but yeah, man, we're here week one. Definitely looking forward to it. Um, man, I, I we we didn't actually get to. I don't think we definitely didn't wrap up our division winners. Uh, do you know your playoff teams? Just so we can put that out there. I know I, I think I got mines. I can do mine first if you gotta think about it. Um I got Buffalo winning the AFC East, uh AFC North, I got Cincy, uh AFC West Kansas City, and the AFC East, I got Buffalo. Um I got the Chargers being a, um wild card team um the chargers Miami and the jets I got 3 teams from the AFC East making the playoffs uh NFC I got San Francisco in the NFC West uh Philly winning in the NFC East Detroit winning in the NFC North the Saints winning the NFC South. I got Minnesota also making the playoffs. I have uh, this. This is the harder one. Um, it's about the same. I have play. Dallas. I have Dallas making the playoffs, and yeah, me the Giants too. So I got three teams out of the NFC East as well. Yeah, that's going to be tough, man. Oh, no, I'm lying. I'm lying. I'm lying. My last my last one would be Seattle. I got Seattle. Seattle? They're making a playoff. So yeah. So who that, take, who that takes out of your The Giants.
1: Field, the Giants? The Giants. Yep. All right. So, man, it's so tough, but I would probably have to say I like, oh, I don't want to go to court against the Bills. Yes, just they. they, That's just a well put together team, man. Like they're just not a one trick pony. I Think they're gonna be able to play D. They're gonna be able to run the ball better than the Bills. That's tough. Um, Right now, I go. I'm just gonna have. I have both of them making all three of them making the the playoff. The playoffs. Bills, Buffalo,
0: the Giants, and Miami. Okay. mm -hmm. Yep, uh,
1: AFC North, I am taking the Bengals to win that division, so the South, yes. I will go Jacksonville, and the West, I will go Kansas City. Um, how many playoff teams I gave you from the AFC? Hold on, I'm AFC.
0: tripping, because I didn't even name, who did I miss? Oh, I wrote Buffalo twice, okay, so yeah, Jacksonville, one of the AFC South, okay. Um... And there's three wildcard teams. So, but you got Miami and New York both making, right? Mm-hmm. So you yeah, need one more. Ravens, Baltimore. Okay. Yep. And then NFC. I know you got San Francisco winning in the West. Well, it's
1: it's so it's so tough just looking at the Chargers and not having them in my playoff picture. And I think I was gonna,
0: just thinking about that. I, I was like, you pick
1: Baltimore,
0: but not the Chargers.
1: Yeah, I think they're gonna have a have a good year too. It's it's tough. Something crazy is going to happen.
0: Yeah, and what the see is by far the toughest conference. We got seven playoff spots and reasonably ten teams, you know, that's really going to be fighting for them. You know, Baltimore didn't get mentioned. I mean, you picked Baltimore. I didn't. Uh, Cleveland is a team that's going to be competing for a spot. Pittsburgh might be, you know, better this year to where they're competing for a spot. I like the Patriots. A lot of people don't like the Patriots. I think the Patriots Patriots still finished around five hundred this year. So I mean, and then around five hundred. So there, I mean, yeah, there's going to be a lot of teams fighting for for that for those seven spots in the AFC.
1: So NFC East, I got the Philadelphia Eagles winning that division. Uh, NFC North, man, that's a tough one, right? Jeez, (laughs) it's a tough one, man. I'm gonna have to roll with the Vikings. Okay. I'm gonna have to roll with the Vikings to win to win that division.
0: Do I really have to roll with the the Vikings? <laughs>
1: Let's go against the Green. I'm taking the Lions. Come on, Lions. I was about to
0: say, it, it got to be out of them in Detroit. I don't think you rolling with a Green well, Bay Chicago. So I've been on the Lions for the last two years pulling for them. You know what I'm saying? Like They're, yeah. together,
1: they're here, they hit, here, and then they, yeah. they fall a little short like last year. So so I'm I'm roll with the Lions, uh, winning that division. <laughs> NFC South, man, that's a trick. New Orleans, bro. Come on. Bro. <laughs> uh, the West, San Francisco. Um, yeah. Other teams that sneak in, wild card, definitely the Dallas Cowboys. I love what they did offensively and defensively. I think Dallas had a great draft. Nobody gives them credit because we all hate the Cowboys. Uh, we just got finished talking about Minnesota uh, and the Lions. I got the Lions winning the division, so I'll take Minnesota getting in as a wild card. And I'm going to show Geno some love, man. I'm going to see my boy Gino find a yeah. way to sneak back in.
0: So we see the NFC exactly the same. Um, you took, the only you took thing the Lions,
1: you took the Lions as well getting in.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Yep, I took them in to one of the division. Um, the only thing about the NFC for me, yeah, 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 I got the one in the division. Okay. A Minnesota defense. I don't. I don't believe in the defense at all this year, uh, and I think that that that's too tough. That makes it tougher for Kirk Cousins. I mean, you putting him in a shootout every week. Uh. I don't know how much belief they actually have in Alexander Madison. I guess we're going to see. Right. Um, but, uh, the, yeah. So, I mean, they have the weapons. Hawkinson, Justin Jefferson, Jordan Addison. They have the weapons to go out there and get in the shootout every week. But I don't, I don't believe in the defense at all. But I think they still make the playoffs. Uh, the one for me that was the question mark in there was Dallas. I, Dallas? Really? I'm really big. I've always been big on Washington for some reason, but I'm really big on the NFC East being very competitive, like they were last year down the stretch. I mean, up until down the stretch. That's a very competitive division. If yeah. somebody told me that the Giants beat out Dallas for a wild card spot or that Washington beat those guys out for a playoff spot or wild card spot, I wouldn't be shocked. Like, I know a lot of people aren't that high on Washington, but. Me and you talked about it. That defensive line is the—that's the best in the NFL. I don't care what nobody said. As long as they held it, that's the best defensive line in the NFL. their coach was well defensively anyway because of Ron Rivera, and you gave this offense to Eric Enemy. with yeah. two studs at wide receiver with Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson, and you still got Curtis Samuel floating around there. You got Antonio Gibson who is going to be your receiver out the backfield, and you got Ron Robinson who showed him that he can be an efficient runner of the football last year in his rookie year. I really like that team. So when it comes to them beating up on each other, I could definitely see how the Giants edge out Dallas or how the Commanders edge out Dallas.
1: Yeah, I can see the, 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 uh, how the Commanders can jump the Giants. Um, and I can honestly see them beating the Cowboys. Uh, it's just yeah. that, you know, in these situations where we're pulling teeth, you're gonna roll with the best quarterback, and we have yet to see, you know, how pretty much do anything in the NFL that's worth. True, yeah, game.
0: he only played one, started one game last year, yeah. Right. But and I, so- I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be mad if somebody came up to me and was like, "Derek Jones better than Dak Prescott." Oh, wow, I would, uh, because yeah, we,
1: I mean, Dak struggles to win a big game, but we know he's still a serviceable quarterback. If you have him in your top ten, I'm not mad at you. I, I get Oh, it. I'm mad
0: as hell at you. We fight. Really? Like if you got here if you got Dak Prescott in your top ten, you you live in Dallas. You live here in Texas. If you got right. Dak inside right. your top ten, you are a biased Cowboys fan. One hundred percent. I can
1: I can definitely accept Dak in whoever's top ten. I mean, as long as he's
0: we, we want to talk you about this all care, fair, but yeah, we. I, I get you. You, you, you got to stop going to these. You you you're in Dallas now? That is rubbing <laughs> off on you. I see it. I gotta. Hey, you I'm, gotta prevent this when, from happening. Like I tell you all the time, folks
1: don't even have Derek Carr in a top fifteen. So yeah, when it comes the quarterbacks. Long as you got the the obvious guys in there, I'm good. After yeah. that, it, hey, it, it it is what it is. But uh no, so I I'm the, you brought the attention to how great the commander's D-line is, and I have to respect that. It's just offensively. And then we know Terry McLaurin, he's fighting injuries right now. Um and if they even if everything plays out well with them with injuries or whatnot, we I it's still a question mark at the quarterback position. So until I see it, I can't I can't put them over the Cowboys who just brought in Brandon Cooks. Uh, who just had a good draft? They, you know, uh, for sure they detackle spot definitely going to help them improve in those rankings when it comes to stopping the run, which they were bad at last year. Um, I really see the the Eagles as the only competition that the Cowboys should have in that division.
0: Yeah, I'm just I'm just not that sold on the Cowboys, and part of it is Dak, part of it is. Um, I mean, we know what Brandon Cooks is, and hopefully he he pans out for them. I've always been a fan of Brandon Cooks because, of course, he started in New Orleans. But once again, it's it's about the quarterback. It's about him not turning the football over in the worst moments. You know, Tony Romo had a lot of that. So, um, and then it's you know, tight end position is worse. Uh, running back, I, we got to see what Tony Pollard's gonna look like coming off of his injury. And behind him, they don't have anything to speak of. Um, so th- there's definitely some concerns there. Uh, I like Sam Howell. I like him in college. Like you say, we got to see what he's going to be in the pros. But what a mind like Eric B. Enemy, you know, uh, uh, calling the plays and, and, you know, directing him. I think he's going to be all right, especially once again with the talent that's around him. Um, so, yeah, I definitely wouldn't be shocked if Washington ends up. I don't think they can win a division. I think Philly, I don't think anybody's touching Philly in this division. Right. But I definitely wouldn't be shocked if they ended up second uh, or third and making it into the playoffs.
1: Okay. That's something that we'll keep our eyes out for as this uh, football year comes upon us. Um, but I think yes, we got everything in that we wanted to touch bases with. Uh, We wanted to yep. pre- show some love. I so said we appreciate everybody for tuning in. Uh, There definitely will be more to come.
0: Shit, I'm going to let these good people go so we could discuss this top ten offline, man. <laughs> I'm in the league. You boys not in my league. If you listen close, I'm coaching. Take keys to the boy hella dope without pushing a Blanco. Still stabbing bitches like 94 in the Bronco. If it's about the money, I'm leaving them post pronto. If I don't do nothing, I'm about ball. Blanco. Every time I
1: do it, do it the coldest.